a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. All eyes are on New Hampshire as it hosts today, one of the final primary elections of the year. Many focusing on the Republican side, but who will actually have the biggest influence on those Republican voters, Republicans or Democrats? Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. Well, Democrats have been meddling in some of those Republican primary elections, and both sides are guilty of shenanigans over the years. But this time, as we look at New Hampshire, interesting on NBC's Meet the Press, Chuck Todd pressed Vice President Kamala Harris on Democrats spending big money in primary elections to help far-right candidates. When you see the Democratic Party and some parts of the party funding ads to promote some of these election deniers in primaries, whether it's Michigan, the high-profile race there, Illinois, Colorado, New Hampshire. It looks like a cynical, you know, a little bit cynical. And the president went out of his way to say, there, there are good Republicans here. Should you leave the good Republicans alone in a primary? Should, is, the, is the Democratic Party making a mistake here by, by, you know, those people could win if you're not careful. I mean, listen, I'm not going to tell people how to run their campaigns. Uh, you know, I, I ran in terms of statewide office. Would you have I ran, done this? I so ran, would you have done this? Is this in your, is this something I, you'd be I'm comfortable I'm not going to tell people how to run their campaigns, Chuck. Interesting response from the vice president. To help us break all of this down, I'm really pleased to have back on the program Olivier Knox, national political correspondent at the Washington Post. And, of course, he's the anchor of the Daily 202, where you can always get great inside sources. Uh, Olivier, as, uh, as you look at this, it, it is such an interesting thing. It's a big, it's a big chunk of money being spent. Uh, how's that playing out? Yeah, it is. Uh, thanks, thanks for it. It's, it's really a remarkable phenomenon in this cycle. As you pointed out, the parties have done this. In, in the past, um, but this time my colleague, uh, my colleague Annie Linsky, look, a re- took a, a really long look at the dynamics in, in 2022, and it's pretty wild. I mean, basically, Democrats have spent about 19 million dollars across eight states to elevate far-right Republican candidates, including people who are uh, insur- insurrection apologists or election deniers. Um, and the number goes to 53 million if you add Illinois, although that's a little bit special because. That's where uh, Pritzker, Jimmy Pritzker, the governor there, the Democratic governor, and the Democratic Governors Association have spent about $34.5 million um, to, to, again, promote a GOP candidate um, who, uh, who doesn't think that Donald Trump lost in 2020. It's, it's fairly remarkable. Also, in terms of the scale of it, you know, it's not like, it's not like these right-wing candidates are running really close to the other guy. And, you know, this is just a little bit of Democratic money. To, to push them over the edge. Um, no, um, in, in, in many cases, Democrats are spending a lot more than the Republicans have been trying to help. So in Colorado, for example, in one Colorado race, Annie found they spent 30 times as much 
as the Republican that they were trying to elevate. It's it's a pretty this is again it's happened before, but this is this round this this round this cycle has been much more intense. Yeah, the 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 scale is just so crazy, and just to reemphasize that, thirty times more than the Republican candidate was spending. <laughs> Uh, on that is pretty extraordinary. And uh, you highlighted all of Annie's research, which was deep dive so extraordinary in the 202 today. Uh, and one of the questions I, I wanted to bounce off of you, Olivier, is, is this an area where the Democrats are going to lose some trust or some credibility if they're on one hand, they're saying this kind of a mega extreme Republican is a is a quintessential threat to democracy on one hand, and we're going to go spend money to help them win a primary because we think we can beat them uh, in November. Is this a credibility or a trust factor issue for the Democrats? Well, I think it's remarkable. You've got President Biden out there saying you can't be pro-insurrection and pro-America. You can't be pro-insurrection and pro-democracy. And then you've got, you know, Democratic uh, Party organs or outside groups saying, you, in effect, you can be pro-insurrection and get some of our cash. Um, the question of credibility, I think. I think what... What, what we need to watch is whether any of these far-right candidates win, because that's when there's going to be a real accounting inside mm. the party. You already have a lot of loud Democratic leaders saying this is a terrible idea, um, because in an environment with things like you know high inflation and uh, perceptions of violent crime rising and things like that, you know, in an environment that is generally beneficial for Republicans, this is not a good idea. Um, it's also also not the case that you can count the Democratic on the Republican Party apparatus, the so-called establishment, not to swing behind these people and help them out in the general. Right. Um, I talked I talked to a Democratic Party strategist the last time I wrote about this who said, look, this is a great idea in Maryland where we're going to win anyway. And this this makes it so we have to spend even less money. But in some of these purple places or in some <laughs> of these places where, where it might be a toss up, this is bad. We are we're playing with fire. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's just uh, so phenomenal to see it again at this scale, I think, is is the thing that uh, just has my head spinning just a little bit. So let's look specifically at New Hampshire. That's where we are today. Um, how do things look? What are the projections? I know it's always difficult uh, as you're trying to, to poll and, and look at things in a, in a primary in particular. But uh, what is the general sense in uh, New Hampshire right now? Well, the Democratic incumbent, Senator Maggie Hassan, has been seen as, as one of the most vulnerable Democrats heading into the, the midterm elections in November. And so what uh, what Democrats have been doing is uh, promoting this guy named uh, Don Bullduke, a, a, uh, a retired general who agrees with Trump's claim that he was cheated out of the second term. Um, and so you have Chris Sununu, the, the Republican incumbent governor of New Hampshire, who himself declined to run for Senate. Um, is pretty steamed that Democrats are helping this Bolduc guy over uh, the person he has endorsed, the state Senate president, Chuck Morse. And so you've seen uh, Sununu come out and say, you know, Morse is the guy uh, Hassan is most afraid to face in the election. You've seen Sununu come out and say, um, uh, I want to quote this correctly, but he came out and he, he's been trying to make an issue of Democratic support uh, for, uh, for Bolduc. So he came out and he said, it's no surprise that the Democrats fear Chuck Morse. They're so afraid of the prospect of Chuck Morris taking on Senator Hassan that her liberal ally, Senator Chuck Schumer, is meddling in our Republican primary, spending over $3 million to falsely check Chuck Morris. Now, notice, noticeable in this Sunday column in the New Hampshire Union Leader is that Sununu never once names Bull Duke, never once names this, this other candidate, um, only focuses on, on Morse, on Schumer, uh, and on Hassan. Um, but it's... it's uh, he clearly thinks that this has the potential to tip this race 
to give Bolduc the nomination and to give Hassan a much easier ride through November. It doesn't mean she'll win necessarily, but it would give her a much easier ride through November. Yeah, for sure. Fascinating stuff. Anything else you're watching coming out of New Hampshire today? Well, there are a couple of House races, but honestly, the Senate race is the one that I'm watching more closely. You know, the, the I, I always get knocked around on social media when I say this, but the general sense from the party strategists that I talk to in both parties is that um, Republicans have to be favored to retake the House. But things have shifted over the summer now, and yeah. now the Senate control looks like a bit more of a coin flip. Um, you know, lots of uh, – I recognize that polls could be wrong, but there are lots of polls that are, that are you know, within, well within the margin of error. Um, and I know that Republicans seem more concerned than they were three months ago when gas prices were through the roof. Um, so while the House, while the House races are important, it's it's really this Senate primary I think in, in New Hampshire that has my closest attention. Yeah, fantastic! And uh, fifty six days to the general, so we're the the countdown is on. We're on this side of uh, Labor Day, and so things are going to get very interesting. Uh, Olivier Knox, national political correspondent at the Washington Post, anchor of the Daily Two Hundred Two. Sign up for that if you haven't. And uh, Olivier, always appreciate your perspective. Uh, hopefully, we will talk soon as this uh, continues on towards. November. I love that. All right. Uh, we'll step aside for a quick commercial break. Uh, the important thing I think is is critical as we look at these races and this meddling. Again, this is an unprecedented amount of number, 19 million in eight states, 53 million spent by Democrats to help far right Republican candidates win in primaries with the assumption that it would be easier for Democrats to defeat those candidates come November. I think it's a risky strategy. I think it is completely inauthentic and incongruent uh, to say that someone on that far right uh, is a threat to democracy and we're going to spend millions of dollars to make sure they win because we think we can beat them. That's not how it's supposed to be done. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.